Hi, and welcome to The Turbulent World with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. America to the rescue. In a twist of irony, that may be Central Asia's only alternative, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine upsetting the region's security apple cart. The question is whether the United States, already rejiggering its commitment to security in the Middle East, has the will and wherewithal to engage. Depending on one's analysis of the Middle East's strategic importance, the glass is either half full or half empty. With the U.S. wanting to focus on the Indo-Pacific, it has reduced interest in the Middle East. Yet, there is no cohesive Indo-Pacific strategy that fails to include the Arabian Sea, the western mouth of the Indo-Pacific. A similar argument could be made for Central Asia, a potential land-based counterpart to the maritime Indo-Pacific in Russia's soft underbelly and China's western flank. The notion of an enhanced U.S. security role in Central Asia and the Caucasus may seem far-fetched, but no longer are the days when a Central Asian leader would invite Russia or the Russian-led Central Security Treaty Organization, CSTO, to quell domestic unrest. That's what Kazakh President Kasim Jumara Tokayev did in January 2022, a month before Russia invaded Uzbekistan. The invasion is put in a different perspective, long-standing assertions that Kazakhstan is not a nation, but a Russian-speaking country in the full sense of the word. That is President Vladimir Putin's way of saying that Kazakhstan is part of the Russian world. As a result, Central Asian leaders no longer see Russia as a trustworthy security guarantor and worse, a potential threat. At the same time, regional leaders are hesitant to depend more on China than they already are economically. Theoretically, that leaves the United States as their only option. Russia's failure to secure free transit along the Lachin Corridor, linking the disputed autonomous region of Nagorno-Karabakh with Armenia, a fellow CSTO member, has deepened a lack of confidence in Russia. Nagorno-Karabakh lies within Azerbaijan, but has been under the control of ethnic Armenian forces, backed by Armenia since a separatist war in the 1990s. That conflict also left large chunks of surrounding lands in Armenian hands. In 44 days of fighting in September 2020, the Azerbaijani military routed Armenian forces. This forced Armenia to accept a Russia-broken peace deal that saw the return of a significant part of Nagorno-Karabakh to Azerbaijan. Russia deployed nearly 2,000 peacekeepers to ensure safe transit across the region and monitor the peace deal. But travel through the Lachin Corridor that links Nagorno-Karabakh with Armenia has been blocked since December 12 by Azerbaijanis identifying themselves as environmental activists. They claim that Armenia has illegal mining sites in the region. The Russian refusal to force the reopening of the corridor paved the way for U.S. mediation. 
U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said last week that U.S. hosted talks in Washington between the Armenian and Azerbaijani foreign ministers had made tangible progress. The effect of a successful mediation would ripple far beyond the Southern Caucasus. The mediation comes as relations between Azerbaijan and Iran are deteriorating quickly, while the former Soviet Republic's ties to Israel are expanding. Mukhtar Mamadov arrived in March in Tel Aviv to take up his post as Azerbaijan's first ambassador to Israel, even though the two countries established diplomatic relations 30 years ago. Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Cohen announced last month that his country would supply Azerbaijan with two satellites worth $120 million. Israeli drones are believed to have played a crucial role in Azerbaijan's victory in the 2020 war. The Stockholm International Peace Research Institute identified Israel as Azerbaijan's second largest arms supplier after Russia between 2011 and 2020. Baharit's newspaper reported in March that Azerbaijan Silkway Airlines had operated 92 flights to the Israeli southern airport of Oda in the past seven years. The cargo airline is one of the few operators authorized to transport explosives to Israeli airspace. Iran sees the deepening of relations with Israel as part of a strategy to further isolate the Islamic Republic by disrupting its trade with Russia and Central Asia. Iranian fears that a planned corridor connecting Azerbaijan and its Nakhchivan enclave inside Armenia to Russia and Turkey could change the Iranian-Armenian border. The corridor crosses the border of Iran with Armenia, and its implementation means removing Iran from the geopolitics of the Caucasus said a Tehran-based foreign policy analyst. Iran's way to Europe is through Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Turkey. If Armenia's province, Nakhchivan, also falls into the hands of Azerbaijan, it will officially become a big leverage. Iran will lose the whole of Central Asia, and this is a catastrophe for Iran, the analyst added. As a result, Iran has deployed troops and held military exercises on its border with Azerbaijan. In addition, Azerbaijan and Iran expelled some of each other's diplomats last week. The expulsions followed an attack in January on the Azerbaijani embassy in Tehran, in which a security guard was killed. In addition, there was an assassination attempt in March on Vian Fazil Mustafa, an Azerbaijani parliamentarian critical of Iranian influence. Last November, Azerbaijan arrested several people on charges of spying for Iran. On a visit to Central Asia in March, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken sought to capitalize on concerns about Russia and China and breathe new life into America's relations with the Central Asian Republic. We remain committed to standing for the sovereignty, the territorial integrity, the independence, not only of Ukraine, but for countries across Central Asia and indeed around the world, Mr. Blinken told journalists in the Uzbek capital, Tuskegee. 
to make that commitment credible, the United States will have to do more than the $50 million it allocated in 2022 and 2023 to expand regional trade routes, establish new export markets, attract and leverage greater private sector investment. $50 million pales compared to China and Russia's billions of dollars invested in recent decades. The U.S. strategy seems to involve a division of labor, in which the United States focuses on geopolitics, while Europe is expected to increase its economic engagement with Central Asian states. Washington's role as a powerful but distant and supportive friend to the region can help Central Asian countries achieve their stated goals of regional cooperation and a balanced multi-vector relationship with the outside world, said Central Asia scholar Gavin Health. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Diplomats, policymakers, investors, executives, journalists, and academics, listen to my twice-weekly podcast and or read my syndicated newsletter that is republished by media across the globe. Maintaining free distribution ensures that the podcast and newsletter have maximum impact. Paid subscribers help me cover the monthly cost of producing the newsletter and podcast. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com at choosing one of the subscription options, or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mini soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you, take care, and best wishes.